You're listening to the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott, providing you inspiration, information, knowledge, and motivation to help you on your soul's path. Covering topics related to health and happiness from the mystical to the metaphysical and everything in between. Making the unknown known. Now let's join the podcast to discover today's topic. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this show. This is the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with me, of course, Mr. Michael Philpott. And uh, Jillian, before we get started, I'm going to have to just kind of do what I like to do is like my little business end of the uh, podcast here. So again, um, this is my first podcast back. So I'm just going to do this little brief. Um, uh, people have been following my story uh, for the, this past year. I've been away for past year, uh, struggling with some health issues, and uh, we're getting to the tail end of it. So uh, I'm not going to get into really a lot of details, but maybe on a different podcast I will. But I just want to say uh, very much a big thank you to all you listeners, um, sending the support, love, DMs, messages, all that good stuff. I've been so appreciated. It's because of you that it's motivated me to come back and uh, I couldn't really be here without you guys. So a, a big thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, if you really like this video, you like this content, you can watch it on YouTube because uh, I've been away. The uh, algorithm has can keep me hidden uh, on the uh, YouTube page. So if you can like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, that would be fantastic. If you go over to Spotify, you know, follow. And if you've listened on Apple, you can uh, just leave me a comment, leave me a five star. Greatly appreciate that. And also, if you want to donate to the show because it's funded by you, the listeners, uh, there's always links in the episode descriptions. I have links everywhere on there. So if you want to do that, that would be fantastic. Whew. Hold on. I need to have a drink for that one. That, that was a mouthful. You did well. I never know how my voice is going to be day to day. So uh, I always say a little prayer and um, I put a little vodka in my water and it really helps things out. <laughs> Those two mix will go good. Yeah, it certainly does. Needs the medicine go down. So my dear, I'm so happy that you're on the show. You're like the first show back and I'm so pumped for you. Um, I was trying to figure out how we got connected and I realized it was connected to Cheryl. And when you reached out to me um, and I was like, and you showed me, you shared a little bit of your story. And I had to basically say, I, I, I was like, what the frick? Like a WTF big time. I was like, I was reading and I go, what? Really? No, really? And I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. Like your story is really phenomenal. And uh, this is what we're going to talk about a little bit, your story, your journey. And uh, it was such a fascinating story. So I guess the big thing is like, it really started out with an accident that you had in 2014, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's kind of start from that. I guess that's really the precipice. So how old were you uh, 2014? If you don't mind me asking. Um, 17 or 18, I had graduated high school in 2013 and I had moved away to go to school in Moose Jaw and what I was going to school for, it didn't really work out for me. And I'm just trying to figure out my life after high school. And then I moved back home in 2014 and I was working at a dental clinic and again, just trying to figure out where I needed to be in the world. And then this accident happened and it definitely brightened my eyes and changed everything for me. Um, yeah. it was 
June 25th, 2014, I was driving to Moose in Saskatchewan. I had lived in my childhood home with my parents um, in Rokenville, Saskatchewan. So it's 20 minutes between the two small towns. Um, Rokenville is very small town, no bigger than a thousand people. So it's That's moving, tiny. Yeah. So moving to the city, it's been huge for me. But anyways, um, driving to Mooseman for a doctor's appointment. And when I get um, the the accident replaying in my mind again, I've, I always see my soul coming out of my body already before the accident happened. So it's even though the accident was tragic, it was meant for me. It was meant to turn my life around. It was that point where I really started to figure out the rest of my life. Okay. So you had the accident. So you're driving along, you got hit by the car or you got hit by a truck. Was it the truck? A semi. Okay. Okay. You got hit by a semi truck. So yeah. So you were critically, you're basically your critical injury before you actually felt the impact. You were already being pulled out your body already. You kind of like, okay, I'm being pulled out. Or did you feel that somebody was helping you being pulled out of your body? Um. So like halfway before I got to Mooseman, my my grandparents were in the vehicle that had passed over um, my dad's parents and they had before the accident even happened my soul was getting pulled out of my body and then the accident happened and this the speeding semi hit the rear of my vehicle and as the last time that they took my soul out of my body my grandparents had turned my vehicle so the impact had lessened my body so if they didn't turn my vehicle, my body would have been, my body would have been hit and I would have been gone, but they turned it. So the semi hit the back of my car and less impact my body, but still very severe. And so yeah. they, they took my soul out of my body and they basically said there was more for you here on earth. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've had a, a similar incident. I mean, my, it wasn't tragic, but I was actually, um, it was the same thing. And it's really, really threw me off for a loop is that how spirit on the other side can manipulate matter. And it freaks me out sometimes. And I, we don't think we realize that because I had a situation where I was hit on, on the 401 here, the major highway in Toronto by a drunk driver. And my car was spinned enough that I, my car got damaged. I got a little sore neck, but I wasn't really severely injured and i had a reading from somebody that's what started my kind of my whole thing was basically it's very parallel i mean i didn't die i didn't go to the other side i mean i wished i would have did at that time <laughs> but it was very interesting because i actually had a reading from a gentleman who told me about you know how my spirit guides moved the car at the last minute so it wouldn't be severe but it was just enough to it was called my wake-up call I had designed what they call wake up call. So you go to the other side. So you had the accident. So you're having a near death experience. Now, did you recognize your grandparents? Did you know your grandparents before they passed away or they kind of introduced themselves as they were kind of like, Hey, where are your grandparents? We're going to pull you out. Um, I knew them. They passed away when I was about 10. Okay. So I vaguely knew them, but I didn't appreciate them. I wasn't in that age where I appreciated them and even like before this awakening I 
I had a sense that they were around me, but when they did pull my body out, I knew right away it was them. Okay. So you took it out. Now, did you have any other inklings or psychic experiences prior to your accident at all? I wouldn't say so. I maybe vaguely, but I didn't recognize them. I didn't take into account. I didn't like, it was more of like, Oh, this is a coincidence. Like this can't be happening kind of thing. But now it's like, it's definitely the other side is supporting you and it's definitely there for you. Yeah. So um, one of the things I was curious about is um, when you went to the other side, what happened and how would you best describe it? And you can just, you, you have lots of time here. So just, I think everybody's always curious about everybody's perception, what it was like on the other side, because they took you out of your body you're with your grandparents and now you're on the other side. So what was that like? It was, it was scary and it was creepy, but it was the most incredible experience. Like, what do you mean by creepy? More like, so in this world, we have the two worlds, the like physical world where our body is and then the spiritual world. So I could see like the humans on earth and then I could see the spiritual world. So I was watching my body in the accident, um, go through the accident. And similar to your accident, my vehicle had spun in circles and I could see it um, hit the ditch. And when it did hit the ditch, it, there was, I remember there was three um, like lights on the highway that there is no way that it went right through unless someone was helping that vehicle because it should have crashed right into those lights wow. after yeah it was unbelievable and so as I was watching the accident and everything and I had um severe injuries to my body I had a bleed to the brain I had a crushed hip and a crushed arm and the only way that um, spirit had come across to me after that the only way that a medical team would look after my body was if those injuries they put those injuries to my body or else um, like a medical team wouldn't look after me where um, the doctor had said like no one that's been in that type of accident has never made it through wow so Spirit also needed to put those injuries on my body, but they needed to take my soul out of my body so that my body could heal me. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I was following a lady uh, when I was basically comatose on my bed here recovering. Um, and uh, her name was Anita Moriani, and she had cancer. And she actually basically died and went to the other side. And she said it was almost the same thing where she had to leave her body so that her body could heal. It's almost the same thing where she, they popped her on the other side where her, well, I don't think your grandparents uh, took her on the other side, but I think it was that she left her body and then she went to the other side. And then, you know, obviously the, the can of worms is now open. The, you know, the curtain is lifted and every, you get to see, you know, this crazy, wonderful stuff. And so it was like a very interesting parallel. Like you had almost had to leave your body in order for it to heal. So you leave your body, you're on the other side. So what was it like on the other side? It's got to be, I know you say it was kind of creepy and some, I mean, I, 
I'm sure it was, but it was so beautiful at the same time. So maybe we want to talk about that a little bit. It was the most, most beautiful thing, most beautiful thing I've ever seen full of color, white light, radiant positivity. And it was like a family reunion, but bigger than family reunions here on earth. And it so ex- was, explain that. Um, so when I did go up, they, they knew who I was. It wasn't like, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. These are my parents. This is my kids, blah, blah, blah. It was like, oh, hi, Jillian. How are you doing? Like, just like got to the point. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know you, but, and I, I also met people over there that I've never met here down on earth. And they just, basically took me in and showed me around um my one grandpa that helped me when I was over on the other side he likes fishing so we went fishing a couple days and it was like oh like I remember doing this when I was little it's so nice to connect and do this again wow so a a lot of the similar things from my understanding about NDAs and stuff like that is that it's very similar to the life we live here because it, it's so it's so difficult for the consciousness to wrap around things that if it's not familiar, it can get really out of line. So doing things, similar activities is very similar on the other side as you actually have on Earth plane. It's just that it doesn't have all the BSs, you know, they would right. like to say. Right. So lots of people that have passed over that were here on Earth, they're doing the same thing up there. It's And my biggest thing that I took into account when I was over there, so they don't have time. Like down here on earth, we need to be on time. We have a schedule. There's days, there are months, there's years. Like time down here is a big thing. And everybody seems to be such in a rush with that time frame. Where up there, (laughs) I know, me too. (laughs) I I have my schedule book out. I'm like planning my months ahead. But up there, it's one big long day. There's no, oh, hustle and bustle. I need to get here. I need to do this. It's just like one big long day, which was the most beautiful thing I experienced up there. Wow. So you basically, it's like you're stuck in the ever present. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And I guess that's the, really the whole thing we're trying to teach ourselves is to always try to be in the present, but it's either we're in the past or we're trying to get to the future, or is our past is trying to is creating the present, or it's creating the future, and it's just a mess. But we never get to stay present all the time, so it's like one big day. Okay. And I've heard lots of times where it's always about the colors, like it's colors that you you can't describe, but they're so profound mm-hmm. that you, it's hard to describe how beautiful those colors are because it's just. I mean, we're so used to having different colors here, but then over there, it's just like it's. It's 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 un, it's undescribable in some ways. It's amazing, and I remember when I was over there, I was I questioned it because it's like this can't be true. So then, my grandparents took me. There's a a pink lake or a pink sea, and I can't remember where in the world it is. And they showed me it, and I'm like, okay, like this is for real. And so then, um. so after the accident I was in this I was out of my body and until about August so the accident was in June and August 1st is when I 
came out of my dream and I was back in my body. And so when they showed me this um, pink body of water, I had to make sure I Googled it when I was back in my body to see if it was real or not. And it definitely was. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was one of the things I was going to ask you, like how long? I mean, obviously, like you said, there's no time over there, but there was time on this side. So from the time you left your body to the time they said, okay, you got to go back. How long was it on Earth time that you were like away? Um, so about three months, two and a half months. So the accident was June 25th, 2014. And then August 1st of the same year <clears throat> is when I remember like physically waking up that day. And I like between that time frame, it was like I was in a big dream. So I'd always be like, perched up on my shoulder here and I wasn't in my body but I could see what my body was doing and in that around when the accident happened is when Saskatchewan mainly Rokenville was flooded with water and like lots of downpours and stuff and so I remember um in my parents house that their basement got flooded but they were in the city dealing with me so they weren't able to help or anything but I remember um, when I did get back to their house to recover that um, I remember I think it was Winmar was the insurance company coming in and out and in and out and I would just sit there and watch because I wasn't I was I was there but I wasn't fully present in my body and and so I was after the accident I was placed in a coma for about a week time frame and I still, I still was out of my body then. And I remember that it was July long weekend and I had asked the nurses if I could go home. And because the hospital was full, they're like, oh yeah, you're fine. You can go home. And so I had, my injuries were bleeding to the brain, a crushed chin, but and a crushed arm. And they didn't check me out before they sent me home. They just packed me up and said, okay, See you later. And I was not in the condition to go home whatsoever. That's, I would say that's so typical of the medical industry. It's like, okay, you're still breathing. You're alert. Perfect. You know, it's those ABCs and they can't see it and they don't know and they send you home. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. That's a crazy story. And I remember when I was in the hospital, I had this, a roommate, she was an older lady and she would try talking to me every day. She would say, good morning, how are you? And I remember just walking past her every day because I wasn't in my body. And I I could hear her and I knew she was there and I could see her, but I didn't, I didn't know what was going on being an out-of-body experience. Wow. So I know that part of your experience is that you've now discovered these crazy gifts like literally crazy gifts. Um, and I was just curious on, was there any other effects? Because I heard sometimes it's very hard for people once they have a near-death experience to come back to this reality. The, you know, everything kind of changes, like physiologically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, everything just shifts. The physical body shifts, even though depending on the accident, of course, you're going to have to recover from that. But it's the mental and the emotional stuff because everything just seems to change. I heard one lady who I was talking to, and she said, 
like the whole, your whole DNA, everything just shifts uh, from that. Did you experience a lot of that kind of crazy shift when you came back and kind of going, what the frick am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. It was the what's happening moment. So um, August 1st is when I came back into my body and I woke up, physically woke up and I went to my parent. I was still living with my parents at the time and I went to their front yard and I was like, okay, my car isn't there. I heard about this accident, but don't know if it's true yet. Went to their backyard that my car wasn't there. So I said, okay, this must be true. This must be real. I was in an accident back in my body now. And I had to learn um, lots of things again. Like it was basically, I was back in kindergarten. So learning my numbers, learning my alphabet, learning how to speak, how to talk, how to, everything basically again. And at the time I had um, a boyfriend that took it upon him and he um, more like, verbally abused me and said, no, this is the right way how you do things. And this is the right way you do things and took that upon himself. And he was very horrible to me mm. and more um, that he, I didn't get that proper healing that I should have, which I do have now, but he took the advantage of taking that healing away from me. And so it was, it was distracting, um, like getting the feel of the real world again. But once I was out of that relationship and so that I have a son with him and my son's now seven and I left when my son was six months, less than six months old. <clears throat> so about between that time frame and now, now is really when I've broadened things. And so it's been It'll be 10 years next year since the accident. And this is when, when I've really come out with things. Yeah. Like, I mean, geez, that was so sorry to hear that you had to go through that. Like, I mean, you come back, you, I mean, I understand it. Like I'm not going to get into my own past, but I, I understand that idea of trying to healing when you have somebody else and you have somebody so toxic and you, you just can't heal the proper way because exactly. you're just you're trying to manage just trying to the cognitive the dissidence in your brain and everything else and just the physical and mental and emotional stuff that being on the other side trying to integrate back in and then you have this a-hole that it makes it even more difficult to integrate back into it because in my brain to be like one well, why the frick did i come back i got to deal with this shit yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, why did you want me to come back where I could have just stayed on the other side and, and, and enjoyed? I'm going to deal with this butthole, right? So, yeah, it's such a such a traumatic thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. Um, yeah. But, uh, I, you know, as they always say, it's like, well, there's a reason and a purpose <laughs> that we had to go through it. And as much as exactly. I, I, I hate when I hear that. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, I, I do understand that, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting to, to know that you had to physically come back. Cause I've heard so many other people struggle with that for a long time to come back to that really like physically, they feel weird. Mentally, they feel weird. Like emotionally, everything just doesn't seem the same. It's everything is dulled down. Mm -hmm. It's not as vibrant. So their brain is just trying to rewire to the patterns that they've 
been integrated back into this world. So it can be very, very difficult and challenging from that. But one of the cool things, I must say, from your experience is about your gifts, your spiritual gifts that kind of just kind of flourish. So let's uh, let's go down that lane because I think that's that's the really the I mean, that's really cool. I mean, I'm, you know, I love the woo woo. So you, everybody knows that from this channel and uh, yeah, it's, let's talk about those gifts. Um, so with the accents, um, being able to, or with the accents, my grandparents taking my soul out of my body. So I am able to still do that. So the thing. Hey, I just hold, just hold on for a second. I'm just going to say, so what was that again? What can you do now? I can take my soul out of my body. Okay, so basically, let me try to explain this for people who are listening. So right now, you were talking right now, and if you wanted to, you close your eyes. Would you have to close your eyes? Um, Not now. Like, I've gotten pretty good at it that I can just go. And if someone needs help, like, right now, I can just go, and my body would still be here, and you could be talking to me, and it would be a normal conversation still. So it's like you're almost bilocating, like you're mm -hmm. here present, but then your your soul kind of goes, hold on for a second. Give me a second. I, I, I got to answer this call and yeah. you take off. Yeah, basically. That's so bizarre. But you know what? It is bizarre in some ways, but you know, from all the research I've done over the years and talking to a lot of people, this ability, even though it's for a lot of people, it's rare, like right now it's a rare thing. But in the past, like we're talking way back, the Atlanteans, the Egyptians, stuff like that, this is something that was very common that the priestess and other people would do. And they were able to do the exact same thing that you're doing. But right now, it's such a rare thing. Like when I heard that, I was like going, oh, wow, that's so cool. So from that, do you remember the first time that you that you actually purposely left your body? Yeah. Um, so I had a neighbor in 2014 that had passed away around Halloween. And I actually have a tattoo in her handwriting on my side. And it says, we are a part of you invisible to anyone else. And so she was the first person that I helped cross over. And she lived two doors down from my parents. She was struggling from lung cancer. And she was very scared. Her body was scared. Her soul was scared. And um, before she had known about my gift, I had told a really close friend because people back home, people in small towns, they they don't know this kind of stuff. They're not into it. They're, and I was very scared to come up to anybody. And so I had told my best friend about it and um, she was relatives with our neighbor and I had went over to our neighbor's house one day she was an elderly lady and I told her my story and I said I will help you when you're ready to cross over and she it was almost like within the month that she was like okay it's time to go and it was the most beautiful experience I've ever dealt with the first time and from there I have helped numerous others that have passed over to get to the other side so you're almost like a uh, tour guide it's like okay hey <laughs> let's get on the bus we're going uh we're going to the other side we're going yeah you know, it's you know it's like the uh, everybody's going to the casino but everybody wins right yeah that's right yeah you get on the bus wow yeah how difficult was it for you to kind of like come out of the psychic closet 
I know living in a small town, I'm from a small town, so I do understand that. I mean, it took me like, Jesus, 40 years to come out of the psychic closet, really. But how difficult was it for you to come out? Like kind of say, okay, this is my gift. Hi, I'm a weirdo. Hi, I'm awesome. Hi, I'm a little bit of a super freak. Uh, Yeah, this is what I do. Like how difficult was it for you? Very, very difficult. I think the most difficult thing is um, between the time of the accident and now, like um, going out in public and seeing loved ones with the physical people and not being able to say like, oh, so-and-so's with you. They have this message for you. Or even like saying, okay, you need to do this or this is going to happen. And just trying to let people live their life and them, them deal with the consequences. I think that was the most difficult and more, <laughs> I can even say for myself too. Yeah. And I think even more to say, okay, this is what I went through and it was horrible, but here I am. And this is what I can do now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always a difficult thing because when you do have that knowledge, it's like there is that balance between free will and choice and allowing people to do what they do because a lot of people don't want to hear it. They're not open to it. And, you know, you can't walk up to somebody. It's not like, you know, uh, who's that medium there that's on TV, the Teresa Caputo. She walks up, Hey, by the way, uh, even though it's very staged and everything else, but you know, having that kind of just walking up to people when you see spirit. So you see, you know, loved ones with people as you're walking to their grocery store or something like that, you'll see their loved ones kind of hanging out, watching yeah. over them. Do they talk to you? Cause they know that you can see them. Did they come right up to you and go, Hey, Hey, Jillian, uh, can you, can you tell my daughter here to stop doing this? Do they come yeah. over to you? They do. Yeah. And so you get harassed by the other side. Yeah. And it gets very annoying going out in public because it's like, okay, I need to go get my groceries or I need to do this, like stop talking to me. But I definitely understand that they need, they want to get these messages across. So it's come to the point where it's okay. I've said, okay, like if you need me to get these messages across, your people will come to me. Okay. So yeah, that's that's one of the it's one of the hard things about being in in somebody who has abilities is that that fine balance. You know, you want to be in service and you want to help out. Like that's it's just part of our DNA. Like we have these gifts, we want to help out. Sometimes I've had to learn the hard way, you know, just saying stuff that I shouldn't have said. But in the general, like he says, like, yeah, I want to be in service. Like, okay, peeps, I'm here. I got these gifts. I'm opening up. How can I be a best service for you? Now, I don't have those. I don't have, thank God they don't come around and bother me because I'd be like, okay, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. I'm going to shut down. So how do you manage that? How do you do, do you basically, do you just kind of put a, like a shield up and say, okay, it says, do not talk to me, you know, like, like, how does that work for you? Um, so I basically learned how to do, say like, okay, I'm open from nine to three today or nine to five today. If you need something, come to me. But once those hours in, those hours are done, I'm with my family. I need to deal with my family kind of thing. Okay. So you set basically spiritual boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really, really important. I think a lot of people don't understand that you can set boundaries with spirit and they understand that, you know, they understand a little bit more, but sometimes they get a little anxious because they get excited because they see somebody that's open. And it's like, oh, there's a light. Let me go over there and see what's going on. Yeah. Have you had any really difficult situations 
recently? Like you had anything that may have kind of like, uh, I don't know if I want to deal with this. Yeah, I we actually had my fiance's niece had passed over when she was 18 months um, last year in May. And this is kind of where I, my partner never knew anything of what I could do until last year. And okay, I, so he was basically living with you for all this time. You got spirits running around, you're leaving your body and stuff like that. And he's thinking he's talking to you, watching TV. And meanwhile, you're out on the other side hanging out, right? Wow. Yeah, okay. Basically. So I kind of, when this happened with his niece, his niece had passed over and um, she was 18 months and very tragic, very sad, but her soul was very scared and didn't know how to cross over. And she was in my son's room and it was scary to me. I was scared. I'm normally a person that's scared of the dark to begin with. And so, so her in my son's room, it was scary to me, to a physical person. And so after much convincing of a couple of friends, close friends that knew about this, I knew I needed to tell him. So I came out to him that night and, and crying all tears. And if you, if you think this is weird, it's okay if you don't love me anymore, that type of thing. And ever since then, he's been fully supportive of it and he's wanted me to enhance my gift and help others and so I think that would be the most difficult thing that I've dealt with in this journey and that soul like I've never came across a soul that's been so scared it scared me okay yeah that's that yeah, because you're so interacting with that I mean that must have been that would have freaked me out <laughs> Yeah, I, that would, you know, if I was, yeah, because I'm not really, I'm a very kind of anxious person a little bit. And so, uh, you know, if somebody was showing up in the middle of the night, thank God spirit doesn't do that to me. Um, but then I've also set some boundaries. I said, okay, if I could feel presence and I just said, okay, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Okay, guys, leave. I get it. You're here. Leave me alone. All right. Do it during the daytime. You know, it makes it easier. Wow. Now, is there anything else that your gifts, because your gifts are really opened up. So I know that is a really major gift. So you're really helping people cross over. What else is, uh, has opened up for you? Um, Like seeing spirit more, making them more like pronounced where at the beginning of this, it was like, okay, yeah, like I can, I used to just feel spirit and but now it's like full on sea spirit, like, okay, so-and-so is sitting at the supper table with us tonight. And I, my parents, they're always like, oh, so who's with us today? <laughs> okay. Like some people don't realize that your house or your vehicle could be full of spirit, like packed full to the brim, but they don't realize it. That's interesting. Yeah, I never even thought about that perspective. I mean, I've heard like one or two maybe hanging around, but like a whole like a whole family just jam-packed like sardines into somebody's house. Have you ever been to somebody's place and you kind of walk, walked in and gone, oh, wow, and you just pulled yourself back out? Like, there's just way too many spirits in this house. Yeah, yeah. And I I did have an incident like that happen, and I we were only going over there for a short time, so I just kind of sucked it up and dealt with it and did what I needed to do. Yeah. Do you find that spirit is really directing you now and putting you in locations and situations so that you're available to help people out? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even I find, um, like say I'm uptown or wherever, or I see people adding me on Facebook or like making new friends. It's like, okay, like, why do you want to connect with my energy? But then spirit plays that role and shows me, okay, this is why this person's in your life, or this is why you needed to know this person. Interesting. Yeah. So they're direct redirecting it. And you're kind of like, I'm kind of the same way, I, but I don't, I'm, I'm horrible at trusting. So that's mm -hmm. just one of my own things. It's like, why in the hell is this person following me? Why? Like, I don't get it. And sometimes, you know, my spidey sense goes off a bit and I just, you know, I don't bother with it. And, but then there's, you know, I, there could be another reason. So I, I'm, I may have to take your lead on this and uh, just kind of just, yeah, whatever. I'll let spirit direct who shows up and who doesn't show up. But uh, so with your gifts now, so um, are you doing uh, psychic readings right now? I am. I'm more doing like intuitive psychic medium and it's very slow going right now as I, again, trust the process and get into that type of thing because it's, it's new to me to put myself out there, but I've had a few readings. I'm doing July and August right now, an introductory fee. Um, I'm still on mat leave right now, so I'm going back to work in September. I'm not I'm on mat leave, but it's not a paid mat leave right now. Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of just vaguely getting into things. And then as fall comes and all our schedules kind of come back into play, I'm just going to take a feel for things and see how I can help individuals and in, in their journey. Yeah. I, I mean, so do you mainly, uh, well, obviously because you're able to talk to spirit well, so are you just doing more mediumship? Or are you finding people coming to you for mediumship reads? Yeah, mediumship or like psychic and um I had a couple last month they needed to talk to the other side but they also needed to some guidance and support on how they needed to grow and um more like anxiety depression related and and questions of oh should I be doing this and what if this happens and just making sure they're on their right path. You find a lot of people right now or have that sort of thing where it's just, just super the things. I mean, I can feel it to myself is the anxiety, the depression, things like that. It's just, you find that there's a, a lot more people suffering from the same things. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. And it, I've never experienced anxiety or depression, which I'm knock on wood, which, knock on wood. I'm very lucky for that. And so to me, it's, like I, and I can feel when someone comes to me, I can feel that through them I, and their energy, but to have it in myself every day, I probably couldn't do it to be honest, but it's because I've never experienced those symptoms firsthand in myself. Yeah. It's, it sucks. Oh, yeah. oh it sucks. <laughs> yeah. For you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Let me just have a glass of water here. Yeah. And I mean, also as an empath too, like, you know, that was one of the things I struggled with is not only my own stuff, but it's feeling other people's stuff. That was the hard stuff because I always thought it was my little stuff. So I just makes you more depressed and feeling like crap all the time. You just walk around and just like this heaviness that you just didn't understand why are you like this all the time. And even though I had my own heaviness, my own darkness, it's just when you had somebody else's on top of it, mm -hmm. it just, it, it just it magnifies it so much. Yeah. It's so right. incredible. Now with your, with your readings and stuff like that, when you, 
do you feel like some people sometimes that spirit directly communicates to you or like, so you have a buffer, what I call as a buffer is where you'll have your guides talking to their, their people on the other side, or do you have the people directly that you need to talk to? Like somebody's grandparents, you're actually directly there, or do you have your spirit guides talk to them first and then they relate the message and your spirit guides come back and give you the information? It seems like a mixture. It depends on like who it is. I get a lot of, if something needs to be said, like right now, spirit writes it on my wall. And that's like my people saying, you need to give these people this message. But I do get um, the loved ones talking to my spirit guides and then my spirit guides telling me. And I also get the loved ones talking directly to me. Okay. Now with, with that too, as well, I mean, how often are you finding that you're, cause because you're kind of, like we said, you're like this tour guide, right? You, you get everybody helping up and you're taking them onto the casino in the sky type thing. So how often is that happening with you? Is it, is it like a regular event? Like you can't just, are they putting Like I said, are they putting you in places and situations to know that, Hey, such and such is going to be passing. We need you to be here to help that soul cross over. Or is people finding out about you knowing that, hey, my uh, my mother or my grandfather or my uncle is passing? Have you been to people's hospital beds and sides and, yeah. and help yeah. them cross over? Yeah. So the thing is that with the universe supporting you, it's like I'm doing behind the work, but behind the door work, which is people don't know. And so I've... Um, in this last summer, I think it was, I had helped a friend's grandpa pass over. And I, we told him, this is what I'm doing. This is what needs to happen. And I, and um, it was more of a, it was a, it was definitely a sad event because it was a grandpa that had been around for a long time. And his, I believe it was his sister had passed not long before him. And so the sister was there and how and helping. And she basically said like, okay, I got things, but if you want to stay, you're more than welcome to. So I stayed and I helped with the process. And I told um, the friend that was physically here on earth, um, his grandpa, I told him what was going on and kind of like a step-by-step -step process. And before, like before he had told anybody his grandpa was passing over, I knew. And it's more like a spirit comes to me and says like, okay, we need you to help out here, get your butt here. And it's either I like I send my spirits or I send my loved ones over or I take my soul out of my body and I go. Okay. Have you actually physically driven to the hospital or are you just, it's like why bother or i can just kind of teleport myself over there yeah it kind of just depends who it is like i had a a really close um we called her a city grandma in the city um she's very good to my boys i was physically there when she passed and i had told her about my gift before she passed and she her body was too far gone to comprehend what was going on but i said I've got you, like, we're going to the other side together. And so her, I had physically helped over where um, this friend's grandparent, I was laying on my bed that night and I helped him cross over. And um, 
we had texted him and said like, okay, your grandpa's on the other side, he's safe. And it was crazy because the next night I had been woken up in the night. I, when I'm helping spirit in the night, I get really hot in the night and I'm sweating. And my fiance is like, get away from me. Like, I know you're working, get away from me. It's and like, I, it's almost like you're in fire, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it's like you're feeling like you're just got out of a tanning bed or out of the sun. Your body is just, I've had that experience, not a lot, but I've had the experience. So I know to recognize like all of a sudden I just got this hot flash where I'm just soaked and I'm hot. And it's just like, I feel like I'm literally burning up inside. Is that the same way? Yeah, it is. And it's <laughs> crazy to say, but I get the best sleep because I know I'm helping someone and just that satisfactory of being there for someone. And then I wake up and I'm all sweaty and gross. And You might have to get some plastic uh, <laughs> sheets or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I remember one night um, when I was helping this friend's grandpa pass over the next night, um, his the grandpa's soul came to my body and was at the edge of my bed. And I woke up and I'm like, holy shit, what are you doing here? And he came and said, like, thank you for helping me cross over. And wow. I just said, well, you're welcome. I need to go to sleep. Like, I we're all good here. Peace. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Wow. So, yeah, I guess, you know, your uh, your uh, uh, partner now, will just he just kind of just rolls with the punches, really. He's just kind of like, yeah, all right, just doing her thing. Like, you know, does he always have to check in on you to see if you're actually there? Well, when we first started dating, he knew that there was something different. And he kind of told me after I came out that he knew, like, he knew I was there, but not um, all there. And then once I told him, he's like, okay, that makes sense. Like, you know, like, I know when you're out of your body. That's, that's so important. You know, it's, because uh, that could be really you know, very important. Like, I mean, if something's happening around you, like he knows that, okay, she's working. I need to kind of keep her physical body in a, in a safe, uh, safe environment. So that's, uh, that's really amazing stuff like that. So where do you kind of see yourself going with all this now? So now you're kind of out and exposed and, uh, you know, like literally now you're really exposed now. Like, I mean, we put you out in the world now you're on the, uh, you're on this podcast now. Yeah. I don't really know. I hope um, I can help a lot more people. Um, my physical job is in the healthcare right now. So I'm hoping as I'm get out there more, I can help in the healthcare still and maybe eventually do more with my readings and help people that way. But still, I, I enjoy helping people no matter if it's a soul or a physical person. And I think too, um, I've helped lots of like people that are close to us, like lots of relatives, lots of family that are struggling. And I never really knew until people came out of their shell that they knew that they were struggling. They would just put a face on and it's okay. Like I, I've known you for so many years, but I didn't know you were struggling with your marriage for 20 some years. Yeah. So it's, it's... And it I... seems like people more nowadays that they will come out and say like, okay, we need your help. Yeah. It's, 
I mean, I know my own personal story too, is like, I, that's what I do. You kind of put the face on and uh, you just, you just stuff it in. You just deal with it until something really pops and you know, you got to deal with it, but yeah, it's, it's so hard. I, I don't know if it's Canadian thing that that's part of what we were brought up. You just, you kind of stuff it down yeah. and you put this face on, you try to be that polite Canadian and kind of walk through it. But I think that's, you know, people in general, um, it's, it's one of those tough things because it's hard to ask for help. That yeah. is that is one of the hardest things I had to learn this past year it was a big lesson for me just to ask. I would, I was too prideful and no, I can't ask for help. There's no way, but uh, it's a, it's a very big lesson just to ask for help. And it's, it's just, you can really help release that weight off people's shoulders. Exactly. And it's so, it's so impactful. You just help people. And uh, I mean, that's, like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, I mean, this is the reason I come back and do this. I mean, I'm, I'm still struggling. But it's the it's the people that if I could help one more person, uh, I might even if it's just one right now, exactly. that's, that's all I can ask for right now. It's just one person. I kind of I did my thing. So but uh, I really appreciate that. But that being said, Jillian, we're almost out of time here. Okay. Well, I just want to say that you've helped me a lot yeah. on my journey. I pro I know I wouldn't have been where I am now without meeting you because Cheryl when I first talked to Cheryl she said oh this is this is too big for me and recommended you and so I when we first talked I didn't know things would spiral out to where it is so I definitely appreciate everything that you've done for me and supported me in this journey yeah 100 percent. it was just a, it was it was my absolute pleasure and i'd just be i'm excited to see where your journey goes and uh, if i could be a little bit uh, part of that journey i am very very grateful for so i'm really happy that you're out and now you're really officially out of the psychic closet welcome to the club i'm gonna say <laughs> welcome to the club my friend so that being said if people want to contact you and they want to find out and now i'm going to have jillian's information in the description below so you'll have all the contact information but if somebody's listening to it jillian where can they find you um so i have an instagram page it's called feathers of divinity so they can either directly message me on that or my email is on my instagram page too um, i haven't brought in anything to facebook yet or any other social media i've just been trying to See where things spiral out and go from there trying to keep it under control i have two little boys at home too so i need to manage my time yeah they're so sweet well thank you yeah they're so cool I, you know i love the little pictures like your, your your youngest one there he just seems like he's it's almost like he's so excited to be here on earth mm -hmm. yeah I, it, i've been told that he can see spirit too and he is gonna be getting a gift too oh I, I, duh <laughs> that's a given i knew that as soon as i saw him i was like okay yeah for sure yeah so i guess i'll be talking to him in a couple of years yeah of course yeah. i'll send him your way <laughs> oh that's amazing well i'm just going to end off the podcast here with that note so uh everybody again thank you so much for listening to the podcast today this has been the metaphysical mentor podcast with me michael philpot uh thank you so much for joining me today and goodbye for now <laughs>